Welcome back to another episode. Super excited today. I got one of my best friends, Bobby Miller, to give a, a little intro to Bobby. Bobby and I are best friends. Um, went to high school together where he played basketball, I played football. We lived together at college at Kennesaw where he played basketball and football, and he's got an awesome story. I didn't play football at Kennesaw. You could have played football at Kennesaw. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been fun if we were playing teammates. I remember, I remember, I remember one story. Uh, before we start a little fun story, Bobby and I would go on the field to train, and I would try to get him to throw to me, um, and he could not throw, and he could not throw, and I was like, all right, dude, I was like, bump this, like, let me just throw to you, and like, we would just get out there, and I had the ball back, so we were just around, out there, he was running routes, and I was throwing to him, and I didn't even play quarterback, and then our coaches came and watched us for a little bit, and uh, I remember that next day at football, one of my coaches came up to me, and was like, hey, like, who was out there running routes with you? I was like, I was like, trust me, he ain't about to come play football, don't even try, <laughs> but, um, but talking about sports, Bobby's got an awesome story of how he came from such a regimented ske- like schedule with sports into having now like a new sense of freedom, so much free time, and like how he kind of managed that, but um. We'll start from the beginning. Um, played basketball at Kennesaw. I mean, you grew up training every day. Was that kind of always a plan was to play college basketball? Yeah. Um, growing up, I was playing football and basketball. And then once I got, I think it was my eighth grade year, my parents had that serious conversation, sit me down. What are, what's going to be the deal? What are we focusing on here? And I chose basketball. Honestly, I look back at I did it because that's what my parents did. It was like, all right, I want to be better than y'all kind of situation. It was like, <laughs> I just want to have that higher status. And y'all, when we're at family dinners, when it comes back Thanksgiving and stuff, who was the best athlete? And it's like, all right, I'm going to be the best basketball player out of you guys. And that was kind of the motivation to pick basketball. And then after that, it was like, all right, we're going all in in basketball from high school up. It was just strictly basketball, summer ball, year round, no breaks, no stop, training 24-7, lifting all the time. And, I mean, that was honestly the part that's where I developed true discipline for something and growing every day to be something. I had came from a great coaching staff that treated high school like it was already a college level. So. True. Going into college, it was just kind of like, all right, this is the same thing. It's just faster speed now. The gameplay is different. But growing up, yeah, I mean, playing basketball year-round, that was awesome. I'm glad I chose that as my thing to do. Dude, talk about a career at Buford. Y'all won two state championships, really the leader, especially our senior year. I mean, we were probably one of the best teams in state. You're the leader like leader on the team, won two rings, um, commit to go play basketball at Kennesaw State. But the coach and the coaching staff that recruited you leaves right before signing day like right before you commit and then you bring a new coach in and let's let's talk about that um it was crazy actually because i'll even bring this georgia state was one of the main schools for basketball i was looking at and then that whole kennesaw situation happened and then i knew that going into kennesaw now i had to take on a walk-on tryout and it was like all right i had known that now i signed my lease to live at kennesaw and everything to live with clayton Mm -hmm. and then one of our last days of high school, I get a call from my coach and he's like, Georgia State's offering you. And it was like, my life stopped for a good few hours. I was, cause I mean, you're already on that high of, all right, we're finishing high school off. I had figured out what I thought to be my plan and stuff. And then it was like, all right, the school that I wanted to go to now I can go to. But at that point it was like, all right, if Kennesaw saw something or not even if Kennesaw, I just developed that mindset. All right, I'm going to Kennesaw. I felt like there was a calling. I don't know what it was. But my, I felt like I needed to be in Kennesaw. So that's end up where I ended up picking anyway. And I was like, all right, we're doing this walk-on tryout and see where it gets us. I must say, talk about facing adversity right off the bat. I mean, you're, I mean, you're one of the top recruited guys in that class, offered money. 
Um, then the new coaching staff comes in and makes you do like a walk-on tryout. Either way, you do that, get the job done, start, get a foot in the door, start making plays, and then you end up starting like early in the year, your freshman year. Dude, that, making me go through that walk-on tryout, it gave me that chip on my shoulder. Because, yeah. I mean, I knew that I had something to prove. And it was okay. like, I just carried that. That was my motivation when I was waking up. It was like, all right, nobody, everybody believes I can do it. My family, my friends are like, all right, you got this. But then it's like, all right, you got to actually go do it now. Like you have to buckle down and, all right, let's get to work kind of thing. And that was where I had that chip on my shoulder. was like, all right, I'm coming in here trying to prove a point to everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody that counted me out, I was like, all right, no, I'm here. I've yeah. arrived now. I must say, life's good. You're playing. Grades are good. Like, good social life back home, <laughs> living at our house, which was awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Um, but, like, then something happened. What happened? Dude, I really, to this day, I really can't put the pinpoint on it, but I really put it down to, I just didn't love the game as much anymore. I mean, once you're at that college level, it's not for fun anymore. Yeah, it's a business. I mean, the coach has to put food on his table just like your parents do. For sure. And it's like, all right, they are putting their all into it, so they expect you to put your all into it. Mm -hmm. And me being 18, 19 years old, being immature, and it's like, I just got that sense of freedom and... That freedom, honestly, was more important to me than continuing to play basketball. And mm-hmm. it, it started to take a tear on me once I realized that. So then it was like, all right, I'm literally, it was just eating me alive, kept playing. So it was like, all right, let's take a step back from this now. And I could tell just by living with you. And then that, let's talk about that time when you get done with basketball. I mean, you go from having such a regimented schedule with yeah. almost every hour of the day dedicated towards sports, school, like you had somewhere to be. And then bam, like within over a night, like all this free time. Like, oh how did goodness. you handle that? I mean, it's very, it, I did exactly what any other freshman does when yep. they get free time and first going off to college. It's like, all I did was party and hang out for a good six to eight months. Yeah. I didn't do anything after I stopped. It was like, I really just took that chance because I've been playing sports since I was five years old. So mm-hmm. it was like, I never actually felt that no. true freedom. Yeah. And then going through high school and college, it was like, I was always hurt too. So it was like, yeah. even if I wasn't playing, I was rehabbing, trying to get back to where it's like, all right, I got to get back to There's this level something. kind of thing. So yeah. I didn't really, when I first got that freedom, I was like, all right, we're just having fun now. We're just yeah. going to live life for a little bit. And I mean, eventually that does get old. Like mm-hmm. you just can't live like that. I truly don't believe yeah. So let's talk about that. So when was, was there like a certain time or like what happened? We were like, okay, like I want to get like serious. You so know? It, I started coming across YouTube videos about running and Cameron Haynes, dude from Oregon, about 50, 55 years old. This guy runs a half marathon every single day. So for me, I was like, I'm coming across a video and it just grabs my eye. I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, and why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, what is, what fun is running 13 miles a day? Cause the most I had ever ran up to that point is two miles for somebody forcing me to do that in high for school. Sure. And I was at our condition. I thought that was hell just mm-hmm. running two miles. So then I started going down these loophole of videos about running and stuff. And then I get to my friend Dalton Goodman, your friend too. And it's yeah. like, let's go run two miles a day. Yeah. And that happened. We ran two miles and then we were just talking as we're running. And it was like, that was the hardest thing in our world. But then we both realized, like, yo, if we keep this up, if we just stay consistent about it, we do it for 30 days, it becomes a routine. Yeah. And we kept going, and it started being, all right, two miles is getting easier. Add in another mile. Let's just run a little bit farther this time. Three miles, four miles. And then after that, it was like, all right, this is just a part of our regimen. This is part of our schedule to day-to-day life now. Do you think it made it easier doing it with somebody? Oh, absolutely. Because you guys are both, especially with us starting off at the same time, because neither one of us were runners. Yeah us both starting that journey at the same time than us both be keeping each other accountable because mm, even like when we team. yeah because even when we're not running together 
we lived at the same place. Yeah. So it was like, if I, he saw me running, he felt like he had to yeah. go run. If I saw him running, it's like, all right, I got to go run now just because he did it. And it was like, we fed off of each other. It was yeah. very beneficial for both of us. Cause now look at us, we're both running. Yeah. All the, I was going to say, if you know yeah. these two, they run all the time. Yeah. And it started off with two miles. It was the hardest thing ever. And it's like, just stay disciplined and keep going, keep doing say, it. And that next obviously, step. I was about to say, yeah. Cause obviously now like y'all, I mean, y'all do it for fun. fun yeah. Um, but so, like when y'all first started, it wasn't fun. No, was not it? at all. Nowhere even close to fun. Actually, I call it the exact opposite of fun. It's like, yeah. what am I doing out here? For actually, sure. but those kind of things you question. It's like, dang. But if I keep going, me even not wanting to do it, but I keep showing up to do it, mm. that built a discipline in me to say, all right, if I can do this and just running and something I don't want to do, then when life hits me with stuff I don't want to do, it's just going to be second nature for me to just go and do it. Yeah. And that's honestly translated huge part of my life because it's just like when you're running, people don't believe in a runner's high. And if you run, if you run long distance, you know that it's a hundred percent true. And once you hit that high, you're not even focused on running anymore. You're more focused on everything going on in your life. And it's just a sense of, I call it almost therapy because yeah. you, it's not like you need anybody else to talk to. That point. Yeah. You're just letting all your thoughts release as you're doing hard shit. Yeah. And that, I mean, for me, that was the best thing because it's like, all right, I just went from playing division one basketball to nothing. Now I lost, I felt like I had lost my image to people. Yeah. And it was like, I started running and stuff and I'm thinking I'm getting clarity running mm. provided so much clarity for me. And I, I mean, I don't even know, I can't even describe it cause I still do it to this day. And it's like, all right, now my goal 50 marathons. Kind of like your time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I got to run 50 marathons now. Damn. It's like, that's the goal. <laughs> I want to run 50 and it's a lot of people call it it. crazy, but it's like, yeah, I mean, after (laughs) that's the goal set. So it's like, even if I weren't to do that, I still did better than majority of what, because you talk about marathons, 0.01% of the world ever runs one. So it's like, all right, I put myself in that category now at a young age and it's like, all right, just keep building on that. Yeah. Keep going brick by brick every day. Do you think creating that discipline for yourself of getting out and running, um, like kind of improved your mental health. Oh my God, absolutely. Because then after that, it's like, all right, I'm running now. Let me start lifting again. Let me start working out a lot again. And it was like, my parents were asking me, friends asked me like, what are you doing? Like, you're crazy. (laughs) And it's like, I'm not crazy. And I always say, it's it's not crazy until you do it. Mm. And once you start to face that reality of doing hard things, it's like, it becomes part of your nature. Yeah, it gets easier and it gets more fun. You have fun with it. You enjoy it. And then having friends do it with you too, it just, it inspires you to keep going. Yeah. And then knowing that other people around you supporting you, having a friend group like we had, it's very supportive. So having that around me too, I mean, it just kept making me want to go even farther. I remember we, obviously we've had these conversations before, but talking about like, we still, obviously while we're still young and in college, like we still want to have fun and get that experience, but like do the things to move the needle in the direction that you want to go big picture. Like once you get done with that, like for me, it felt like I felt better about like, I felt better about myself. Like I would like allow myself to have fun once I know that I earned it. Like let's say I moved the needle earlier that morning, like doing those things, you know, you need to get done. And it like makes me feel like have more energy, especially like when I get done with it, knowing that I needed to do something before. And it just gives me like a sense of like, okay, like I earned this to like go hang out with some friends and do nothing, you know? No, absolutely. Because for me and I was like Monday through Friday, you're getting at least one workout in a day, no matter what. Yeah. If I don't, my body feels weird. It's like the next day I have to go double as hard work triple or just work way harder the next day if i didn't do something today it's like all right we might be hitting three workouts today if i miss a day but monday through friday it's very strict schedule it's very to the point all right no matter what's going on my day i gotta get a running or a lifting no matter what now yeah 
And then now, like, like, like compared to you now, like when you started, like that big, like the momentum, big, yeah, big mo, mo, like it's rolling now yeah. for you. Ask, I mean, I have just stayed the course. I haven't really let up at all. I mean, I obviously I've had breaks where it's like we go on vacation. I'm not working out as much, but it's like those were much needed because when I come back from those kind of things, yeah. it motivates me more because going on vacation, like stuff like that, it's like, dang, this is the life I want to live kind of thing. Like yeah. I want to have fun, but only way I have fun is for me to add value to myself. More value I add to myself, the more I'm going to grow as a person in the real world and everything. Yeah. And kind of hit back on that, like when you went through those six to eight months, you said you just had so much free time and just like yeah. really like no major like responsibilities. No responsibilities at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, but like talk about like you went from such like having such a regimented schedule with kind of a coach having his thumb like on the team to do this. Like, how did you like create, like, did you like set things up? Like how, what was your environment like? Cause you had to create your own discipline, you know, like it's hard. It's a lot easier to stay disciplined when you have somebody watching over you. But when it's just you yeah. and you get to make the decisions, it's a lot harder to choose to be disciplined. No, for like sure. what, like, how did you do that? Well, when you start seeing your body change mm. and when you start feeling your body change, cause that was my first thing. It was like, I'm not doing this to look good. I'm doing it to feel good. If I feel good, I'm going to look good. Yeah. And the confidence comes from the work. And the more Ooh, work I good. put in, that's where, the, where my confidence came from. It's like, all right, the more work I get, me walking around, it's just I'm more of a confident person. Yeah. I, it's like I'll talk to anybody, make conversations with anybody, make relationships with people. It's like that came from me just digging deep, going to that dark place when I'm working out, running and stuff. It's like to run a marathon, that's not easy. And I had to go to some dark places in my yeah. life just to say, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And that pushes you through when you have when you figure out your why that becomes so much like a part of your purpose that it motivates you when you're wanting to quit. When you want to stop family, 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 my future family and my current family. I want to have kids one day that look at their father and be like, yeah, that's my dad. And I want to be the Superman dad. And then I want my mom and dad, my sister look at me as like, yeah, he changed the way we look at life now. He's the new definition of what our family means. And so you're trying to be the one. Yeah, I will be the one that I have to be. Yeah. And I will say like, like when people, like some of our friends, like, well, it's like, it's easy for you to do all this, Bob. Like you're already in shape. Like you're already fit. It's like, and like just out, like having fun, but like you create times, like you set aside time in your life not to have fun so you can have more fun later. Like you like, like, like during those runs and those workouts, like you're not having fun. You're pushing yourself, yeah. trying to find your limits so you can grow and expand yourself to reach and help more people. Absolutely. Like That's, people think it's just easy. It's not easy. No, it's no matter like, how fit you are. Yeah. When we were running today, I tell everybody that wants to get in running. That first mile, two miles, it absolutely sucks yeah. to this day. No matter how far I'm running, that first two miles, I contemplate everything still. And I've been running for two years yeah. now or something. It's like, yo, this sucks. But then after you get through that and then running with somebody, like how we were running earlier, it's like, you have some, I still have that chip on my shoulder, mm. that friendly competition that oh, yeah. make us better. And for then sure. it's like with you running, it's when we run together, it's like, all right, we're going to run together for a little bit, but mm-hmm. I want you to know that I'm going to push myself <laughs> yeah. at this end to let you know that I do this. Yep. <laughs> like I he want did you it. to know that. <laughs> he let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just, but that's, like I said, friendly competition because what oh, that did, dude, it yeah. pushed me to work harder. But that also made you realize, all right, this is where your potential, because I wasn't yeah. doing that at one point. No. So it's like, all right, it's a win-win for both of us, because not Absolutely. only am I pushing myself harder, making me better, I'm making you look at life differently, too. Now it's like, dang, I can push myself that hard, too. I think that's huge, especially for me. That's how I like 
one of the best things I do in my life is surround myself with people that are on the same, like the same mission as me, have the same goals, but like do things that I want to be better at. Like Bobby's better at like at way more like fit and athletic and can like do that stuff. Like I want to do that. So that's like, I feel like me and you, that's why me and you're so close. Like our relationship is like the great mixture of like a healthy competition. Yeah. Like we compete in everything, everything we, everything do. we do. If we're just like, going outside and anything. racing. <laughs> oh my God. We would race all Clay the time. Never beat me one in time. We beat him one time. But it doesn't count. Yeah. But we would just compete at everything. But that's good though, you know? Like yeah. people are scared of That's what your circle should be like. Yes. Your circle should be people that are better than you, or if they're not better, they're competing to be better. Yes. Than you. And that's what your circle is about. Your circle should be making you better. Exactly. 1% better every day. If you get 1% better every day, that's 365% to compete like that, especially with their loved ones. Yeah. They'll think like they'll hurt their feelings. No. no. Like, we you can't need care to about tell- it. Yeah. No. You're, if you're, say, this is your real friend or your brother, yeah. like I consider your brother. I don't care what your feelings are no. like. I have to shoot you straight because yes. I want you to shoot you care. me straight. You'd rather yeah. care and like, Instead yeah. of being nice. Yeah, and I'm know? not your parent. I'm not the person like the parent where it's different when it's coming brother to brother kind it of thing. It is different because like, we're in the right, boat yeah, together. We understand it. Yeah, we yeah. understand where we're coming from because it's like if you see it, I know it took a lot of you to call it out on me. If I see it, it you is. know it takes a lot for me and to it call it. It does to take a lot to call yeah. a friend out. Yeah, because you like, don't know you how rough some feathers up. Yeah. Like at first, but like in the long run, like that's who I want to surround yeah. myself. No, People absolutely. that'll shoot me straight, like, hey man, like you're slipping here. Yeah. Like tighten up. Literally. Like, because yeah. I know like your why. Like I know your why. We've talked about this many yeah. times before. But like I know your why. You know my why. And it's like if that's the main thing we want out of life, like if we're not doing something that aligns with those goals, yeah, your, we're gonna call each other yeah, out. We have to. Yeah, and, they, and that's really not common, you know. Like nowadays in like society, people, like people just want yeah, they are soft. It's, it is, yeah. But yeah, dude. Um, so any, if you could go back in time and talk to a young Bobby going through that that struggle, like when you it's just got done playing course. basketball, and like we were talking about earlier, like you put your identity. Like, did you think? Did, did oh you care God, about what people what, would think about you when you stopped basketball? Coming from Buford High School, dude. If yeah. You don't play. Winning two state championships, like, being the yo. dude, and then get and then, done, and the people hear Bobby quit basketball. Yeah, after he was playing. Yeah, it's like what happened. Yeah, it's like what happened. What happened? I had DMs and stuff on Twitter. I'm like, I don't want to respond to you guys. No. I mean, this is my personal stuff, and I was just so scared of what people were going to think about me not playing basketball. Anymore. Yeah, but. Back to your question about what I would tell myself now versus what I did. Um, honestly, it was a mental struggle. Yeah. But I would tell myself everything's going to be all right. Stay the course. Trust God. Trust his planning. Trust his timing with everything because everything happens for a reason. I truly believe that. And me quitting basketball, that was just a chapter close. And I got plenty of more chapters to write. So yeah. and I was me coming to that realization about it's all right, this is one chapter closed and that means I can opening up room for the next one and opening up room for the next one has been the next best part of my life. And it's creating relationships. It's creating the lifestyle I live now. And it's only going to keep getting better if I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So yeah. I would just tell myself, don't worry about it. Don't stress about it too much because there are going to be ups and downs no matter what. Yeah. I literally got part it tattooed of it. on me. And it's like God's greater than all your highs and lows. Yeah. So you're going to have a lot of highs. You're going to have a lot of lows. But if you look at a heart monitor, you see how it always spikes. Up and down. It's all up and down. Nothing in life is just straight. You got to go through the ups and downs. So then when you're high, you enjoy the highs. When you're low, you got to enjoy the low too because you know that, all right, this is the low point. That's only room for us to go up yeah. now. And that's kind of the mindset I have now. It's like, if I'm ever at a low now, all right. It's part of it. It's part of it. That's life. Yeah. Nobody's always a good hun- happy better. 100% of the time. If they are, congrats to you guys. But that's just not the way I look at my life. I don't think it will ever be like that. Until I freaking 
Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, that's awesome. I feel like a lot of people can take from your story like like it's hard like when you get that new sense of freedom, like that just a lot of free time you're not used to, like creating discipline which creates like more freedom and really more happiness. Um dude, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of what you become. I'm proud of what you're doing and like influencing people like you have influence, dude. People look at you and what you post on social media and be like, yeah, that's like so if he cool. can do it, yeah. I can do it. If you can dude. help one person, you can help change the world. Yeah. I, that's my way of life. All it takes is one person. That's awesome. If you can motivate one, then you can inv- they can go and motivate the next person. Exactly. Like and that's right. what that's what this I mean, is I'm for. proud of you starting this podcast. I mean, this, this is takes this is a lot for. of balls to just say, all right, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to sit in front of a camera and talk about yeah, my yeah, dude. Stuff. We're still, yeah. yeah. We, 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 that's probably our third time trying to get to just the intro, right? We started hey, laughing. Practice makes perfect. It man. does. But, uh, dude, excited for this journey. Excited to have you along with me, just like you've been really the whole time. Yeah. We're in this thing for life. We now. are. We really are. So, uh, if you want to be inspired or motivated, follow Bobby on all social media. <laughs> <laughs> My app will be in the bio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for this, and uh, we'll see y'all next week. Let's appreciate you guys for having me.